Hi, this is Francesca Oddi, and you are listening to the Astrology Oddcast for now. Maybe we'll call it something else. You can find me at francescaoddi.com or on Instagram at Francesca Oddi Astrology. I will never DM you and offer you a free reading or a paid reading. That is the scammers doing that. Please just comment on their post and say, you're a scammer, because that will really annoy them, apparently, and then block them. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope to connect with you soon. It's March the 1st, 2023, and it's an interesting astrological time. So Wednesdays is my new podcast day, and today I'm filming on the camera too so i might put this on youtube i don't know we're seeing how this rolls but at the minute i'm committing to making things on wednesdays and if you're into astrology then you probably already know that march is wild in my ephemeris which is the big book that astrologers have i'm showing you on the video um i wrote march two exclamation marks and I've highlighted various dates because I think when I was first looking when I was making podcasts when I was looking to the future and I found March 2023 a few years ago I was like what is this this is wildly fascinating and so let's talk about it and let's just I'm just going to riff and, and see what comes up this is my chart on my phone which again you can't see if you're listening on the podcast but if you see me looking down that's what I'm doing I am looking at charts <laughs> So interesting things this week. This is going to be a weekly podcast, but I think just March, this has to be exceptional. We're, it is March the 1st on a Wednesday, and therefore I'm just going to probably talk about the whole month because we need to. This is fascinating. Why seven different planetary changes? Venus moves to Taurus, Mars moves to Cancer, Saturn moves to Pisces, Pluto moves to Aquarius, the moon moves all the time, and the sun will move to Aries at equinox on the 21st of March. And that's the begin that's the first day of Aries season. That is the astrological new year. Boom, town. Beginnings, 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 beginnings. Why beginnings? Because right now is endings. And every ending brings us a beginning, as we all know. The old classic. Tomorrow, Thursday. We have Mercury conjunct Saturn, and we also have Venus conjunct Jupiter. Fascinating, really, really cool um, aspects. I've already made a reel about this, but it's the idea that Mercury is our mind. It's how we think. It's how we process information. And he's in Aquarius, which is an air sign, which works for Mercury. Mercury rules Gemini. He's into information and communication. He does very well in air, where he can process and order and intellectualize and think and discuss. So that's cool. He meets Saturn, who is already at 29 Aquarius. Saturn has been teaching us so much about Aquarius since March 2020, when he first moved there. And we had the opposition of that. In as much as Saturn shows us where there's blocks and problems and limits and things to work on, Saturn brings problems. He, he comes with the pencil, the red pen, and he's kind of marking everything and being like, could be better. This is a problem. There's a, there's a, there's a gaping hole here. And he, he shows you where all the flaws are. And, you know, as far as I'm concerned, there's just been group think we, George Orwell has sat in Aquarius. I'm going to be pleased to be not saying this anymore. Honestly, <laughs> it's been three years of saying it. I realized one day it was lying in bed with my day at the beginning of the pandemic having a cup of tea both of us scrolling like doom scrolling about everything and you know covid etc and 
there was a news article about the police going out into Derbyshire Dales with megaphones, arresting two ladies who are walking their dogs. And I was like, this is weird because fresh air is fresh air. And, and it was like, this is very Orwellian. This is quite dystopian. And then I checked George Orwell's chart and saw that he had sat in Aquarius. And I was like, here we go. That's what this is about. And it was very much about groupthink, political correctness, saying Aquarius being an air sign, words saying the right things. And now the lesson's culminating because Saturn is about to leave Aquarius and won't return for 29 years. And Mercury has joined him for his last week, you know, for the last day of it. And Mercury, the messenger god, is meeting Saturn tomorrow. And it's an opportunity to end this cycle, but also begin another one urgently because it's 29 degrees. And it's like, okay, what do we need to understand? The news today with all the Matt Hancock stuff and him needing to meet his targets and... So it's the conspiracy theorists, which is also Aquarius, would be the sign most associated with conspiracy theories. If you've got a conspiracy theorist mate, they've probably got Uranus conjunct the Mercury or the Sun, or very strong Aquarius in their chart. The Aquarians like to do things differently, they're contrarians. And you know, I'm not judging here, I'm just stating that it will be Aquarians who think in an alternative way. And so Mercury meets Saturn and it's like, it's an end of conspiracy and we're looking at fact because conspiracy theorists are into facts, aren't they? That's what it's like. I've got this fact, that fact, this fact, that fact, and I've now created a story. But at what point are the facts the facts? And actually it's not conspiracy, it's just fact. So there's something there in that because what's coming out with Matt Hancock and his targets and his goals and they always sent people to care homes. It's like, well, we've known that since 2020. But that's coming out into the news and into the mainstream. For you, with Mercury conjunct Saturn, what are you going to commit to? Saturn is like, come on, do better, be better. Red pen, you know, marking. How have you got chaos everywhere? How how are you crossing things off your list? Are you giving yourself too much to do? Are you eliminating? Are you focused on what matters? Are you going to create something? Are you, are you using your will? Are you saying no to everything that's extraneous? How are you improving your mind? Are you going to take some medicinal mushrooms that are going to help bring you mental clarity what are you going to commit to what are you saying no more of that and absolutely I want to do this I want to write this like me committing to this podcast it's a it's a very mercury satin commitment I have made that I am going to keep doing it and with that focus you get something from it because if you're scattered then your energy is scattered so we're looking at mercury satin tomorrow what are you going to commit to at that conjunction? It's like a new moon. It's a beginning. What wishes are you going to make? How are you going to, what are you going to write down? I, I'm going to read things, be more informed, communicate openly and be receptive to exchanging ideas, improve your technology, tidy up your phone, stop having 3000 unread messages and clear it up, clear it out. Have a difficult conversation, be be strong and brave, be decisive, be clear, be crystallized, firm in what you say. Then we have Venus, Jupiter on the same day. Cool. Venus, planet of love in Aries. Like I discussed last week, you know, that there is that element of Venus and Jupiter being together in Aries and us taking too much and being self-orientated because Aries is a sign of self and then Jupiter expands and it's maybe a little bit too much self-love, self-confidence. You know, when I lived in Italy and you, I was 
in my early 20s and you'd get these really old pervy men come and try and chat you up I used to think what the hell gave them the confidence to think that they can do that and that in the end it was like blaming imamani however you say like they're so loved th- these people that it's just like mate you shouldn't even be trying back off you know that level of venus jupiter is is too much we're, we're living in a parallel universe but you know apparently god loves a trier but that too arrogance arrogance is the other side of it venus jupiter and i mentioned that just because i was writing and creating content in Captivate yesterday. And I I do think that's interesting that if we want to build up confidence and we want to know that we can do things and believe in better and have vision, and it is a wonderful, wonderful day for abundance and making life happen and good things, great relationships. Um, For anybody born mid, you know, like the first week in April, August or December, so the second deacon of the fire signs are going to really experience that Venus Jupiter in a nice way. We hope, fingers crossed. <laughs> we can, I'll let you know next week what goes down. <laughs> and But we would like to think there's something expansive, a confidence boost, an opportunity. Opportunity often knocks with a Venus Jupiter uh, transit. In, the, in my life, when Venus passes over my chart, or Jupiter passes over my chart, you, you know, that's when I get the, the cool jobs come in, um, cool clients have a fun night out that's that's the venus jupiter vibe and it's there all you've really got to do is open the door to it you can work with it if you've got something to launch and something you want to send a news i'll probably send a newsletter tomorrow given that we've got the mercury mind thing i'm like okay let's focus let's let people know what's going on and then the venus jupiter people are in a good mood people want to do stuff there is an openness and and therefore if you go out to a bar tomorrow night people hopefully unless the saturn dominates are going to be chatty but 29 degrees is extreme. I speak about this all the time on my Instagram, if you see it. Whenever there's a planet at 29 degrees, uh, particularly Mercury at 29 something, I'm always like, Ooh, guys, you know, because the, we overheat when Mercury is at 29. What I remember once Mars was at 29 Scorpio and my rage was bad, bad, bad because it's extreme. And often we can get extreme overwhelm um, with Mercury at 29 degrees. But Saturn's there ameliorating that. But that that could, if we have a complete overblown day, it's Jupiter's day anyway, it's Thursday, You there could be too much going on and you feel like, whoa, 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 back off. But also because Saturn may be holding the space and grounding things down, you feel overwhelmed, but you're quite decisive and go, okay, today's the day I change things. Today is the day I make a decision to do things differently. And I feel confident enough, Venus Jupiter, to do that. That's just tomorrow, 2nd of March. And then as we progress, uh, we've got the full moon and it's extremely, extremely mutable. And by mutable, I mean Sagittarius, Gemini, Pisces and Virgo being mutable signs. And it's a full moon in Virgo. And what I wrote in cycles was something about, I did mention anxiety. And I just think that's because I often find that with Virgo and Pisces, Mercury and Pisces ruling the moon and, and, and Mars square to it. Mercury, Gemini, mutability, it moves. And, and it's, you know, imagine somebody who's super mutable, therefore super sensitive and anxious. And you okay? Have you got enough to drink? And you want to like a little bit of fuss pot, a little bit of a like 
mouse running around, worrying about things, overthinking about things, lying in bed, worrying about things at night. It's that type of person. Maybe you'd say it was, I don't know, I'm not going to try and um, use Ayurvedic terminology, but that type. So the energy is a bit up like that. It's a bit, (laughs) and because Saturn, at, at the actual moment of the full moon, Saturn will still be in Aquarius. So the full moon is at 16 degrees. And when the moon is at 16, Saturn's still at 29 Aquarius. And then he moves to Pisces afterwards. Later in the day. I thought it was the 8th for some reason. But anyway, when I wrote Cycles, (laughs) which was a year ago. So... Take that into consideration. The full moon happens when Saturn is still in Aquarius. I think that's really interesting because we've got the axis of health and everything that I just mentioned with the, what what has Saturn in Aquarius been about? For me, the fact that it moved on the 23rd of March, 2020, was it the 23rd? Let's just double check. March, 2020, Saturn moved 23rd. 23rd of March. And it's that was the day we went to lockdown. So obviously, Saturn in Aquarius, still being in Aquarius at the time of this full moon across the axis of health, Virgo and Pisces, whilst there is all this news about Matt Hancock, is like, mm-hmm, <laughs> uh-huh. uh, him needing to meet his targets and all the rest of it. I Sometimes I feel like people know astrology and they do it on purpose like it, the coincidences seem too much at times it's, do you know what I mean it's like uncanny but it makes sense that all of this is coming out and Mars is still in shadow Mars was in Gemini is in Gemini and he went back to 25 degrees he went back to five and he but he started being retrograde at 25 I believe and He's still in the shadow period and Gemini rules journalism and Mars is square to this full moon and square to Neptune, which is all about illusions and deception and things like that and confusion. So it's very, very interesting. And and what I wrote in cycles, we might be shocked by our own gullibility that we missed the wood for the trees or perhaps where we've been sweating the small stuff and missed the glaringly obvious issue that needed dealing with first. This full moon will speak to the collective and encourage all of us to explore where we've avoided spiritual insights and stayed stuck in the material world. Saturn prepares to leave Aquarius and takes his overthinking control freak baggage with him. Tomorrow he arrives in Pisces and will the collective will spend the next two and a half years learning about the shadow potential of Pisces. What is the shadow of Pisces? What are we going to learn? And that again super interesting because given that Saturn times wonderfully because Saturn is Lord of time and Lord of karma. And when Saturn moved into Aquarius, lockdown happened that day. So when Saturn moves into Pisces, what is going to happen? And given that it's a full moon across the Virgo Pisces axis, we are talking about health and healing and food and meditation and truth and lies and media, um, food, allergies, medicines, loads of things, cleanliness, tidiness, order, facts, Given that, especially given that Mars is square to it. But we will see. We will see, and it will happen just like Mars and Aquarius happened, and then we'll understand the same way that when Saturn moved into Sagittarius back, way back, 2015, 
we were looking at refugee crisis constantly. And that was in the news all the time, refugees, boats, refugees, boats, because we were looking at international Sagittarius borders, Saturn. We were looking at communities and friendships, Saturn not being able to see our friends. Um, Saturn and Capricorn, I don't have a clear theme. Saturn in Pisces, what, what we get, we're going to be looking at blockage or lessons about magic mushrooms, cannabis, uh, sleep, truth, media. What is it? We don't know, but we'll all know next week. And that's exciting. Is it exciting? I think it's curious. Um, a lot of us in this work as astrologers, tarot readers, natural health, homeopaths, etc., feel that this, I've always found that those born 94, 95, who have Saturn in Pisces are naturally very psychic, very spiritual. They came for readings much before their contemporaries. So they came for readings before the Saturn in Aries lot and before the Saturn in um, Aquarius lot. They were very ahead because they're very Piscean. We are our Saturn. We are, our Saturn is who we are deep, deep down. And so they are coming of age and it's their sensitivity and intuition that is going to be, if they have followed it and listened to it, and they're very attuned to alternative stuff and being receptive and comfortable with their own sensitivity, which a lot aren't. I met a guy last week who had certain in Pisces just hammered on the dance floor being outrageous. I could tell he was a softy deep down. And then when I got his chart, I was like... I know your type. You need to spend alone time and meditate, but the minute you're still in your 20s, just getting hammered and probably sometimes being very anxious and nervous, but not knowing how to deal with himself. So we're going to see people go through this Saturn return and learn how to moderate and balance themselves and accept who they are. And then we're going to see people who are already on that path really come of age and really thrive and really do well, because that's what happens if they've been listening to their truth. They, they're going to they're going to absolutely bosh it. And maybe there'll be more TV, you know, astrology on TV and tarot on TV and breathwork on TV, much more exposure about this work. We, because it has to happen. And I think it's very aligned also that we've got the nurses striking and teachers striking and a lot of the old structures, because we've also got Pluto at the very final degree of Capricorn. I've just mentioned the anoretic degree when you've got anything at the final degree. It starts burning. It starts. It's it's stressful. It's a stress. It's the anorexic degree. It's a stressful, tense emergency placement, and so with Pluto being at the very final degree of Cap, and and we are seeing systems, Capricorn structures, hierarchy, caste systems. You know, Capricorn wants to climb that corporate ladder. So everything that's really, really Capricorn, um is being challenged and all these structures, everything's unraveling. The structure's flawed. The structure needs an upgrade because times have changed and prices have changed and lifestyles have changed and the way things are being run it needs to change. And that's why it's there's cracks and fractures in the way things are. But what we need is alternative medicine to be respected because it is still dismissed, laughed at and ridiculed by the majority of people, which is just rude. It is frankly just rude and it needs to be seen as being rude because it is rude, you know? And, and the thing is that the way, like the way astrology, astrology that was being presented in the media was like mystic man, you know, it's woo woo and just a bit silly and ha 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 I'm, you know, I don't believe in all that bollocks. It's like, well, 
you don't know, you know, and it, it doesn't even have to be lads who don't believe it. It could be intellectual snobs. It can be, there's various reasons. Society, the Capricorn structure has been built in such a way that we, we, we diminish things that aren't controlled, aren't profitable. And it boils down to big pharma owning the media and big pharma be needing to be able to prescribe without looking at the individual. Do you want to dress from Zara for 50 quid or do you want a bespoke dress that's going to cost you 400 quid? We're all bespoke, but we're not being treated like we're bespoke, you know, because we've got mass consumption and it's much easier to just be like, I'm a size whatever and I'm going to buy that and, and the pattern's been cut and bosh, 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 bosh. And if you treat humans in the same way where, oh, they've got these symptoms, sounds like this, good luck with the side effects, we'll help you out, then it's not great. But unfortunately, we are all individuals and we need to have a community-based, a bit. we need to be able to treat each other. And I, I'm always talking about antidepressants, but I just think it's outrageous. And it, because too many people are on them, you can't have a fifth of the population on on, on antidepressants. It doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make, it doesn't, it's not logical. Yes, people are really desperately unhappy, but that doesn't mean antidepressants are the answer. But in the same way that I've just recorded a podcast with Sophie True and who, who's fantastic. She had cancer and she's healed and she has an integrative medicine approach. You know, she had chemo and then she did other things. You have to listen to podcasts to learn about it because she's great. Um, but where was I going with that? I don't remember. <laughs> but basically we're bespoke and that people get very triggered and because we've been told the person has been very brave for seeking help for their mental illness they need the antidepressants don't be rude about it this is kind of propaganda in place that makes it triggering because we have to accept that it's brave to accept, and it is brave. I'm not saying it's not brave. What I am saying is it, antidepressants are not always the answer. They're really not. And, but why, when, when it's super triggering, same with vaccines, anything that people kind of feel in their body, like freak out, like how can you challenge this thing that is true to me in the same way? And I was, I've never spoken about this. But I was raised Catholic. And I remember being six at primary school and like sitting next to someone and realizing that basically no one else in my class was Catholic, maybe two other people. And this real feeling of my beliefs are being challenged, such a Sagittarius anecdote, but like this, this is like, what? Like, how can you not believe what I believe and feeling very alienated by that? And I, th I think that's the same thing. And maybe because I've grown up with a religion when most people haven't, and I've had to be comfortable and grow into and mature into being comfortable with plurality, it I'm more comfortable with being like, I know that I recognize that feeling. And and when I first was in a the company of people who don't like vaccines, I was like, okay, but you know, I'll I'll hear it out. And that's me being right in Gemini as well. Like I, I am here to listen. Um, I want to know. I want to understand. But um, big pharma, and then with cancer as well. If anything, where we say, oh, you know, but you could try this alternative treatment. But people are like, oh, you can't say that. Ah! If it makes people freak out, 
it's the just an alarm bell should be like, well, how do you know? You don't know. What research have you done? What have you what have you read? How do you know? Because something is clearly wrong. There's there's something fundamentally wrong if because there is. There just is. And <laughs> It's diabolical and it's diabolical that the media are also in on this. They're, they're, they're not sharing it. It's its own. But what we have got is social media, which is absolutely awesome. And I know I, I give social media a lot of shit because I don't want to be on it my whole life. But. But without I always say I credit, you know, I, without Instagram, I wouldn't have built this career. And people are like, don't be stupid, you would. And I might have, but the way I did it was to build an Instagram following before I was qualified. And then as soon as I was qualified, I would go and then I got brand gigs and then I was able to work at private members clubs. And I was able to do what I did because I had a a following ish and, and I was, because that's how it worked. We know we had planets in Capricorn and it was all about your reviews and your ratings and your reach. Maybe that's what the Saturn in Capricorn was about because Saturn in Capricorn was when I built my career. Saturn in Sagittarius was when I studied and became an astrologer. Saturn in Capricorn was when I started to build Francesco di Astrology. And then Saturn in Aquarius was where I like lived on Zoom. And here I am still. And Saturn in Pisces is what then? What's that going to be for me? We'll see, won't we? <laughs> I lost my train of thought again. <laughs> How Pisces of me. But it'd be, it's, it's going to be maybe more about the healing then. I, because that's what I'm really I'm finding myself talking about a lot more is is this and again I have the freedom to talk about natural and alternative healing because I'm not a healer uh, that is not what I do I'm an astrologer but the way homeopaths are not allowed to discuss homeopathy because it because the media is so out to destroy it that they don't want to put anything at risk so they have to stay quiet about it so there is there is medicine out there that could be helping you but no one's talking about it it's just a disgrace it's, i think it's a disgrace because people don't understand how great it is and i know it's great because i use it and i see it and and i've seen it work and i think everybody should be able to have access to it to have access to something that's going to help them and support them and support their body and bring them more clarity and help them sleep and help with hangovers and period pain and emotional dis, you know, dysregulation and hormones. It's everything. It is, it really can support you. And that's, that's what we want. So I've been talking a lot. Pluto moves is still in Capricorn. And and moves to Aquarius on the 23rd of March. 23rd of March, big date, apparently. Three-year anniversary of, of lockdown. And Pluto smashed his way into Aquarius, hits that point where there was a Jupiter-Saturn conjunction on winter solstice 2020. And then what on earth? What on earth is going to be exposed, thrown up? If you think that Pluto is like the bulldozer and he's just going to like bulldoze through the fixed stuff everything held firmly in place and incoming and what is going to be revealed what what fixity what corruption is going to be exposed of in an Aquarius format personally three years ago I used to like to think that when Pluto moved to Aquarius we were going to sue everyone who lied I I, I would like that I would like people to be held accountable there's not enough 
there's not been enough. There's not been any of that. There's no some. Why are some people held accountable? Why why are some things important and other things aren't? And Aquarius can at least be, you know, it's an equal sign, but uh, more equal than others. But we are going to look at community. We are looking at digital ID because because Aquarius is digital, and we had vaccine passports temporarily, and that was a very Saturn in Aquarius thing but maybe pluto will pluto bring that in the 15 minute cities all of this tech surveillance control central bank digital digital currency digitalized stuff we've already got our iphones being like you've walked five thousand steps you lazy bitch <laughs> get off your ass and go and do some more um but we are being tracked and and in many ways it's kind of useful even though it makes people weird and obsessed with how many steps have taken but what if at a certain point like i used to work in pet insurance and that was what we did. And with the underwriting, we started out with this ridiculous big dog, small dog thing, which I knew was nonsense. But at a certain point, you get more data when you're underwriting the policy. And we have the postcode because London's more expensive than Newcastle and the countryside. So like up north in the countryside, whatever. Postcode, size of dog, age of dog, all of that is underwritten into the cost of the insurance. Well, if the NHS is crumbling, which it is, and that everybody wants to, the Tories want to privatise it. I mean, I wouldn't say that Labour don't either, but maybe they, who knows, politicians, whatever, whatever their position. If we move to health insurance and we are tracked, then we are surveilled. And there's just constant surveillance, helicopter parenting, isn't there? Have you walked? Have you drunk? Have you eaten? Have you slept? Uh, it's a slippery slope. Same with privacy online. It's a slippery slope. And I did philosophy A-level and degree. And I may only ever really did ethics. And I wrote, I've written so many ethics essays about this con concept of slippery slope. You know, Michael Singer used to argue that you should be able to abort. Infanticide should be okay because he thought that life begins at conception, but he condoned abortion but therefore by the same token he's like if you can kill it in the womb you should be able to kill the child out of the womb sometimes i feel like these philosophers are just getting off on intellectual masturbation but still there is this point of where does it stop where do we draw the line and with pluto and aquarius we're going we're going to have to test these boundaries of how much surveillance there is if we have digital currency digital id digital fucking vaccine records, digital this, digital that, and everything's controlled. And if you come online and you say something controversial, basically like China, which is rising Aquarius, has already implemented and information gets blocked. Is that where we're going? We don't want to go there. I don't think some, I don't think we do. I don't, I think people value freedom, but that is the concern. That is the alarm bell for me, but also wonderful, wonderful communities off-grid community, actual community, because Aquarius is about all people being equal, getting rid of some of this snobby bollocks where you think someone's intelligent because they went to a good university and got a good degree and then their godfather got them uh, work experience in parliament and now they're running the fucking country even though they can't really do anything and they're not that bright, but they just, right place, right time. <laughs> these bastards. You know, I went to university with these bastards. I know them. I know how the UK works. and you know some people are great some people are doing good things but i i understand nepotistic privilege boarding school people i i know them and i it's got to go and the idea that as well if people who were 
then educated that in a way that wasn't privileged and didn't want to be bullied. So just hid their intelligence and were sensitive and, you know, like try to just survive. And then they have low self-esteem because the whole system, the TV, the radio, our whole culture has been built in a way to keep people small and keep the rich. And, you know, they, they keep themselves in power. They keep, they give each other the good jobs. They don't want to let new people in. Who does? It's like having a friendship group of girls and some new hottie arrives. Like, like back off, mate. <laughs> you know, we want, there was something tribal about us. So that Pluto, maybe we'll see something. We're, the world is going to change so much over the next month. It, it, boom, boom. There'll be eye-opening things. I don't know what it is. It could be bigger disasters. It could, it could fuck knows. We didn't know what was coming before COVID. And... We knew it was big and we know things are changing now. I feel, I don't feel doom. I don't feel doom. I didn't, I remember writing my blog on the 9th of January, 2020, being like, I feel like I feel very positive. I felt very positive. I was on the flight plane back from Thailand, Thailand, feeling very good. And here we are again. So it's, it's just really, really interesting time. And I've ran out of time because I've got a call in one minute but I've got I've got more time to talk about this Pluto because I'll, I can talk about that in two weeks time when it actually happens but for the next week if I don't think there's anything else urgent to discuss Mercury moves to Pisces on Friday obviously he goes from 29 degrees and then hits his zero Pisces right which is sweet but also confusing and adds to this mutable essence of the full moon where everything is up in the air and there's this sense of what the hell is going on and that could also be a, a hallmark of saturn in pisces because saturn is the rules and the regs and pisces is neptune signed where where the wall kind of disintegrates so we've got this very we've got the sun in pisces the moon in virgo square to Mars so we've got a lot of mutable confusion and ideas and thoughts and possibility mutability has possibilities open-ended if you think Sagittarius is mutable it's like what could be what could be what could be Mars is square to Neptune and Neptune rules Pisces and the Mercury's in Pisces so it's all like am I mad am I imagining this am I feeling this dreams big dreams note down your dreams seventh and eighth write them down. That's going to be really insightful. There is information coming through. We are opening into that. All my friends born in 95, who, the, the little gnomes and fairies that they used to see when they were younger, we're being opened up to the invisible world. That is real. The, the natural healing, that is real. All this unseen stuff that hasn't been given any gravitas, I think Saturn's going to give it some gravitas. I don't know how, but I think it needs, well, it needs to. So there's a big difference between what I want and what will happen. TV shows, though. I think because the me media follows the money and if the people are interested in alternative and people are getting more and more interested in astrology, thanks to social media, then we are being opened out into this. And people also, you know, in, in desperate times, people go to church even if they don't, have any faith and in desperate times people will turn to things and it's not and um, there needs to be regulation because there are scam scammers aplenty and con artists aplenty but we are here 
to do great things and connect information that is not yet mainstream and give it some give it some credence and and find reputable people and and connect with our intuition and trusting our gut a bit more and trusting our gut trusting our heart is also connected then to what we eat and that's why we've got a full moon in virgo about nutrition maybe we'll learn about the people already understand the gut and the importance of the gut microbiome don't they but maybe we're going to be talking about that a little bit more because it's vital and we are smashing ourselves silly with chocolate i've given it up for lent like you sat in things but there we go i have to go now but i hope you enjoyed this week's podcast i don't know if i covered much and i think it's going to be typical of me to end up just going off on tangents we'll see we'll see because everyone else is giving factual information <laughs> i'm still telling my stories and my observations because that that's how i know astrology works is through looking at what happened before and I think this is just a really, really interesting time. So please send this podcast to your friends. Come and find me on Instagram, Francesca Oddi Astrology. I'm tarting up my website, francescaoddi.com. And that's all, folks. <laughs>